Welcome to the JetRails podcast, supporting you through the airwaves with information about website and e-commerce technology and strategies from design and development to security, marketing, conversion rate optimization, and web hosting. We bring you insights from industry leaders and experts hosted, edited, and published by me, Robert Rand, your friendly neighborhood tech ambassador. Hi, and welcome to an episode of the JetRails podcast. I'm Robert, your host. Today, we're going to be talking about Magento Extension Insights for 2021. Uh, get some updates on what's going on in the market and uh, some ideas of what's important. Uh, and with me today, uh, we have Sergey, who uh, heads up the team at Amnesty, one of the most popular Magento Extension development teams. Uh, and with no further ado, Sergey, would you do us the honor of introducing yourself? Yeah, thank you, Robert. Yes, definitely. I'm from Elasti. My name is Sergey, and I'm Chief Executive Officer of Elasti. So, you basically already announced Elasti is one of the best extension developers, and that's true. I hope it's true, and like uh, I hope that all listeners are going to agree with us. Yeah, and. You know, I mean, back to my agency days, I know that um, that we used extensions from a few different development teams pretty consistently. Uh, that Amnesty is known for having a wide variety, which means that you can get extensions that typically work together. Uh, fewer conflicts, things like that. Um, I, I know that the the team here at, at JetRails has some favorite Amnesty extensions that uh, relate to web hosting. That you know, things that that have to do with. Uh, um, SMTP for managing emails uh, being sent off server from wherever uh, emails are being hosted for the, the e-commerce merchant, um, things to warm up the cache, certainly from the Magento one days, uh, just the caching extension was very popular for our users. And even these days, things like um, the Magento uh, site speed tool that your team has to help bring up Magento page speed scores. So it just gives the listeners an idea that there's a lot going on there that, um, you know, extensions mean a lot of things to a lot of people uh, yeah, because there's so many facets front uh, of the website, back end, um, you know, user experience, operations, things that, that come together. Um, so, you know, you joined the Amnesty team about a year ago. Uh, and you know, what's changed since you took over leadership of the company? Um, obviously, it's been an Probably not the year that you planned in some ways, I would think, uh, I would hope. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, like uh, the year 2020, uh, I believe, was unexpected for like uh, all population of uh, our Earth. And definitely it wasn't uh, the year I planned to have as a first year uh, disposition. And you said there are great things about um, um, different kinds of uh, compatibilities about extensions. And usually it's uh, uh, the most uh, popular topic in Magento world. When you have so many different ex extension providers, how to make sure that all your extensions are compatible. And one of the goals for, for the last year was to make sure that when you are buying extensions from at least one extension provider, you shouldn't have these issues. And we paid like huge attention to this topic. We've covered almost everything what 
it was possible to cover with MFTF tests to make sure that we are able to run as many regressions as possible in different combinations. And we're trying to test like our extensions with each other in different combinations just to make sure that there are no obvious conflicts between them. And like for sure, every Magenta uh, release should be also tested. So it's a tremendous work that uh, our QA team is doing now every quarter because like we have great cadence from Adobe uh, to release Magenta every quarter. So we have a lot of fun with testing uh, and uh, I believe, like, I hope our users are going to agree with us, uh, with me uh, in this way that uh, like, compatibility of our extensions um, like, are going better and better for, with every release. Uh, so it's one of the uh, things we accomplished and we are still working on it and trying to make it better and better. More MFTF tests, uh, more uh, different combinations, variations of testing. We started uh, promoting uh, different kinds of packages where we're saying that we 100% sure that they're working together as correct as possible. And there are synergy between them. Now, for example, uh, our uh, latest navigation uh, has got premium version uh, last year. Uh, it's called this way. And there you can find not just one product, but like a set of products that working perfectly together uh, for more profit for, for our merchants. Yeah, and I think it's always interesting that sometimes it's not about net new extensions. It's about better compatibility, about better features for the existing ones. You know, I, I know features uh, that are part of Magento's core that sometimes I hope and I wait to see it <laughs> through, you know, Magento new version releases. Will there be improvements to them? And some yes, and some not so much. Uh, but I, I imagine that for your team, that, that that's a big, uh, you know, big part of what you do. It's pulling these things together, bringing more value, uh, you know, that, that each extension that you have onto itself <laughs> has its own value proposition to the market. And you've got to keep that, uh, that strong. But you mentioned some of your packages and things. And just for our listeners, um, before we started recording, Sergey mentioned to me that uh, he wanted to do some giveaways in today's uh, episode. Um, we're somewhere on 60 episodes here on the Jet Rails podcast, and we haven't done that yet. So that's kind of exciting for me. So sometime later in the episode, <laughs> I'm just going to queue up Sergey to start giving away the farm. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we'll see what he can th throw at us. But um, I'm going to uh, keep powering forward with, with a little bit because you mentioned, you know, different versions of Magento and um, and having to keep compatibility. You know, I was taking a look at uh, the Magento marketplace earlier, just keeping an eye, you know, getting a feel for uh, how many extensions your team currently had there and, and what was there. And I noticed that there were a lot more for Magento open source um, community edition uh, than for Magento commerce for the enterprise versions. Uh, what are your thoughts around that? Is that uh, purposeful? Is that um, 
with uh, with some kind of concerted effort to put out more for the open source community? You know, it's uh, it's a good question because, like, I believe that popularity of Magenta itself it's very tightly related with the topic of open source. Like there are like a lot of great competitions here, like Shopify, BigCommerce. We have a little bit uh, not so developed competitors, for example, in, uh, in, in this game that are trying to do good job. But here, when we're talking about Magenta, you have great thing, you have a control over everything. You can host where you like to host. You can uh, set up what you would like to set up in the way you would like to and control that every piece of your data uh, is like placed uh, and safe as um, like in a way that you believe it's the best way to treat it. Because it's very important when you are working for a big company yeah, somewhere in Europe or United States of America, where there are a lot of different regulations about data privacy. And you need to make sure that everything is secured and every piece of customer data is safe. And here you can make sure that it's definitely treated as you would like to be treated. That's why I believe that... Uh, um, open source part of uh, Magenta Community Edition. It's a great driver, but it has some disadvantages. For example, there are some features that like commerce version has. And we're trying to help uh, our clients to make sure that they're able to drive their business with all perfect features that um, maybe not like one-to-one -one that they can, uh, can get from commerce version, but at least some some variation of these features. Oh, and we're making it possible. Yeah, I, I imagine some of those extensions that uh, that your team builds are probably more feature-rich than the native commerce features. Um, others might not be uh, quite the same or, or might not have certain things. You know, So it's probably a plus or minus depending on which. That kind of gets me thinking, a lot of the, the time, um, you know, open source merchants, they want to know what they're missing out on with commerce. Uh, they want to understand what those features are and if they should be using them. I mean, thinking of it like a software suite, you know, how many people use Magenta uh, or uh, Microsoft Word or Excel and use every feature available? Not that many. <laughs> uh, there's always a, a lot out there that goes uh, unused or underused, underutilized based on resources, based on needs, based on, in, in this case, in e-commerce, the type of business, the types of customers and, uh, you know, the staffing and resources available. But would you say that through the use of extensions that you can get pretty close to what you'd have with, a with Magento commerce, um, by just adding a variety of extensions to open source, uh, you know, probably going to be a lot cheaper in, in a lot of ways than the long-term licensing fees for commerce, especially for so for those smaller users that uh, that might not really fully benefit from the commerce license. Uh, no, it's a good question. And basically the answer is somewhere where we already started it. It's between offices, for example. 
at the moment you can get Microsoft Office with like any possible features you ever would need and even more. And for example, I don't know, Google Office, like how they um, call it Google Suite. Mm-hmm. You can get there almost the same features and probably even more than you need. But like number of features could be different. I'm not sure that those are missing are so useful or like very frequently used. But the problem is that when user spends some time with Microsoft Office, he feels the difference. I don't know if it's a good or bad, but he feels the difference. And then when you switch, switch into another Office pack, where you always, it's a question, like, if it's comfortable for me or not, does it suit my uh, basic needs or not? And here the same, we are trying to do uh, all our products based on needs of our clients. We are doing a lot of researches, trying to understand what is really needed to drive your business properly, how it could be uh, like implemented in the best and more user convenient way. But then it could be a little bit different on how it's implemented uh, in commerce edition. And I don't know, like some people are going to say that, okay, it's not the same. Yes, it's not the same. We implemented uh, it's on our own, uh, trying to do our best to make it like better, uh, more user friendly. But like if you already got used to something, for you it's going to be like pain. But it, like from other perspective, you haven't seen like the initial feature implemented in commerce version. Possibly this this one is going to be the best you ever seen, right? So it's based on your experience. So I would say that we're trying to implement our products in, in a way that they're going to help you uh, suit your needs based uh, like on your requirements. For example, we have B2B suit, and based on your requirements, we have like three different versions, like light, pro, and premium. And uh, you can find any feature you like there. Probably not everything we uh, you could find in uh, commerce version, but we tried to make it at least. Uh, I'll have to check it out. I, I would guess there's probably some things that aren't in Magento Commerce that are in your B2B suite and, and vice versa. And I think that that's also... I mean, part of the interesting thing is when you get into a feature set like that B2B suite, uh, if you look at what a Magento Commerce user is going to do with Magento Commerce's native B2B features, those are pretty basic. Um, They're often going to do a lot of customization to those anyway. So, you know, it's a good building block. And I, I think that that's sometimes the nature of the real conversation is... It's not always, okay, how much is the commerce license? How much are the, you know, is it to buy an extension? It's what do I actually need? <laughs> and what's it going to look like to get to that? Um, I, I've certainly through the years seen Magento Commerce users that have, even though Magento Commerce has reward points, they're using a third-party system. Even though it has gift cards, they're using a third-party system for a variety of different reasons. Sometimes it was because of uh, API connectivity. Um, you know, sometimes it was... Uh, compatibility with other extensions. Uh, but 
I think that the nuance sometimes gets lost in the conversation when it it's completely about the commercialization and not the engineering. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, always like an open question: what is better and how to implement it. But what we're trying to do, we're trying to make sure that every our user, regardless uh, where uh, he sits, like uh, in the terms of the platform, it's commerce. It's uh, open source, uh, community edition. Uh, both are very uh, user-friendly and given a capability to solve business questions. For example, you know about uh, like reporting BI system from Magenta that works only for e-commerce. Mm-hmm. And for example, we... What, we would like to use it our own and maybe build something uh, based on this product uh, for um, uh, community edition, but it's not available for community. It's available only for commerce version. And that's why we decided to build a new product. Uh, coming soon page like is going, uh, maybe it's already released today. Uh, it's... Uh, it's going to be released under the name uh, like Custom Report Builder. So probably you need some kinds of reports that are not available in standard version. And you need something special just for you. And we would like to integrate it in our products. As more MST products you are getting, more reports are available in this product. And it makes sense. And it also goes a little bit back to the open source core uh, I remember when Magento acquired RJ Metrics, which, uh, to my understanding, you know, became uh, the building block uh, that led to Magento Business Intelligence, Magento BI. And Magento BI is more of a SaaS product. It's not part of Magento's core. And so when you have an issue or you need some customization, you don't necessarily have uh, the ability to do what you want to do with it. I've seen uh, even in, in the Magento community forums, you know, merchants get hung up that they have a problem and they can't do anything about it, uh, that it's it's more of a black box um, that, you know, for open source users is not always uh, going to meet the, the needs or expectations. And I think that that's uh, and I'm sure that it continues to evolve and, you know, lots of good things. It doesn't mean that it's not useful or valuable, um, but is it going to meet everyone's business need? Maybe, maybe not, depending on on the situation. So, being able to have uh, to have reports um, that sit outside of there, and that I imagine that you could do more customization to, that's always a net benefit in my book in in being able to have that level of control. Oh, kind of going back to something you said earlier about SaaS versus open source in terms of you know there are these other e commerce platforms where. You're giving up a lot of your data. You're giving up a lot of control, a lot of flexibility. Um, you know th- that's <laughs> uh, you know that's some of it. You know, as web hosts, we love leaving as much flexibility in there as we can, as long as it's staying PCI compliant and you know, in general, fast, secure, scalable, reliable. You know, as much flexibility as is needed belongs there, um, as opposed to trying to have to make everything work within some kind of a prefab hosting environment, you know, we really want to tailor an architect around the needs of the Magento merchant. Um, and you lose a lot of that as you go to, you know, more of those, um, more of those uh, prefabricated, you know, cookie cutter 
environments where everyone's got to do it the same way, have the same uh, everything. Um, you know, that's the power of open source is keeping it. And, you know, I, I'm going to go back to some of the packages that, you know, you were talking about how your team's been creating some of these and putting things together um, and how you've been adding new features like pro versions and things, you know, I noticed that there are more and more where there's the the light, the pro, the premium. How did that come about? Was it, you know, that you saw someone else doing it or um, you saw maybe that that was an easier way to help, um, you know, to, to help the the merchant get what they, they needed specifically? Uh, you know, because I, I know that some of the challenge sometimes with having a lot of different extensions and a lot of different options, it's about analysis paralysis. It's too much to choose between it slows people down what was the goal in mind with creating more unique packages maybe catered toward more unique users no it's a, a good bridge from previous topic to this one because basically the problem is always the same flexibility versus speed or flexibility versus i don't know usability and this is the main core problem uh, uh, I would like to confess, I'm not from uh, e-commerce world. So when I started this position, uh, it was very important for me to understand how user behaves. I am a like, simple merchant. I would like to open my e-commerce shop as soon as possible. What I should do? I'm going to websites of different vendors and getting huge variety of different extensions. What should I pick up? What is my favorite, the best extension I should use to make my like eShop as soon as possible with less conflicts, like with minimal number of conflicts, with minimal risk. So we started from this point, how to make the choice of the customer easy and most suitable to his needs. And here it is. If you would like to try something, start with light version. If you already understand what you've got from light version, you can extend it using pro version. If you understand that you need even more because your business is growing fast, you have more sophisticated needs, use premium version. So it's no brainer, like easy selection at any time. I'm going about navigation, everything I need to know about navigations, light, Pro or premium. It's an easy shop, easy start. Is it like advanced shop? Or I going to be like as sophisticated as possible with all possible settings? The same about like shipping, the same about promotions. So everything you need just to select like from three, uh, three different packages, yeah. but not think how many different packages, extensions I need to combine together to get this result. So I guess that part of the benefit of that is that the merchant can really choose what they need. They don't need to take on more code and more technical debt than they actually need uh, to meet their goals. They also, um, I, I suppose, you know, if I want to think about it this way, that the merchant can also get, uh, you know, get more of that flexibility when it comes to uh, you know, their budget, 
to being able to say, I only need the light version of this versus I want everything. And they're not stuck with just the one option. So that's nice. Uh, you know, we've been seeing a lot of industries go this way. There's some car manufacturers now that you get the car, but you have to pay some extra fee for the software upgrade or what have you to unlock certain features or, you know, same hardware. You don't have to drive back to the dealership. Um, so it keeps one production line. Everyone gets the same physical item. Uh, but, you know, if, if you want to take advantage of those extras, then there's some sort of uh, some sort of fee there. And yeah, I, I think to some extent it example. makes sense. It makes it easy on the consumer, um, especially with something like this where we're talking code, <laughs> uh, you know, where you can really choose your adventure. Yeah, it, it definitely. It's one of like one part of the story. It's how you would like to select the proper configuration of a specific item. If I would like to buy a like, luxury car, I'm probably going to uh, make it in a leather, and it's going to be another set of like uh, advanced packages, right? Here we are talking about premium version. Okay, but maybe I would like just to have huge engine and uh, like fast transmission. Then it's going to be pro version. And they're not necessary to go together. Maybe you would like to, to get everything. It's also fine. But the main problem in our world of magenta extensions that you don't need, uh, like, you need accept extensions to think about, like, the core system. It's about your like, UI. It's about theme. And it was another challenge for us. That's why we introduced our theme, just to make sure we are able to guarantee, not just test it with each other extensions, but also uh, extensions tested with the th uh, our theme. That's how Jet uh, theme came. And now we are able to say that, okay, if you are getting our extensions, like specific group, you already can get them with pre-built theme or in the opposite way. If you are getting our theme, we already have pre-built and like made as good as possible several extensions inside just to make sure that they are working without any conflicts. Well, I have to break in there to say that I love the name, that uh, I really think that things should have Jet at the beginning of their name. So uh, <laughs> uh, you had me already at Jet, but... How did the jet theme get its name? Is there a story there? Yeah, we have. We had a composition like it was one hundred percent contents. So every person in MST was able to suggest the one's own name uh, of our uh, for our theme, and uh, we had a short list of several examples, and then we agreed that the best one is jet because it basically shows what we would like to show with uh, our theme. So the main target for jet, like jet plane, jet mm -hmm. theme, it's a small, very fast plane that suits your needs, but has nothing accepted. So basically it was the idea behind jet theme. We wanted to make it as simple as possible for developers, make it convenient like uh, like we're saying user friendly we would like uh, to make it developer friendly so they can easily uh, 
combine different extensions like from like from elastic portfolios with it without any problems and it has very nice uh, user interface so easily assembled and uh, good looking so basically exactly the same what you are expecting from jet play well, that's that makes sense to me <laughs> i guess i was pre-sold on the jet part but uh <laughs> yeah, it, so it is a common um pun intended theme uh to the conversation of producing things that put the developers first because you can market something really well. You can make it sound very cool to the merchant, but when there are a lot of conflicts, when things, you know, when the coding is, I, let's, I don't want to go too negative, but, um, you know, is, is messier, is heavier, uh, is going to slow things down, is going to cause more conflicts. Um, then obviously, I, all the marketing is worthless because you just bought yourself a, a lot of maintenance, um, a, a lot of customization, a, a lot of work to be able to to get everything um, both working with your site and then to keep up with it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, there are a lot of extension developers out there that have created large numbers of extensions that are kind of thrown together uh, and they might look pretty on the front end, but from the back end perspective can be a little tough. And so, yeah. you know, we, we've been talking... Challenge. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's think... usually change how to make it uh, like very fancy for for the users, and make sure it's still uh, fast enough. So even here, even with Jet, we have some uh, open, uh, let's say, topics, and we believe we are able to make it even faster, better, and more user friendly and developer friendly with upcoming version. So every version. We're trying to make not only like functional uh, uh, improvements, but also like performance improvements, for example, or I don't know, maintenance improvement, just to make sure that every time we're adding feature, new feature, we are doing not just good job like for for users, but also good job for developers because you know, the first you are starting with like. Small number of features, all of them are looking very fancy and they are developed very uh, like good and sophisticated way. So they are all great. It's a great, good product. But then you would like to add one more feature, one more feature, one more feature. And it's not so great because you need to, to add some fixes to make sure it's maintained properly. And basically you need to rewrite your core to make sure that new extensions, new features are uh, working with a better performance, that there are no bugs and so on. And usually it's uh, extra efforts. Users are not able to see them, but they need to pay for them or not. So it's all, you know, it's a game trade-off. What are going to, to receive? I'm paying the same amount, why uh, like I should pay more for the same number of features, right? And basically, we're trying to make sure we're advancing our team and our products in both sides, performance-wise, like quality-wise, and feature-wise, just to make sure they're easily extended and like easily supported. 
Oh. And speaking of trade-offs, I noticed that your team partnered up uh, with at least one other extension development team with the team at Mageworks. And I've known <laughs> their team for years for their, their SEO extensions and um, they've got some, some cool stuff for advanced uh, custom options, advanced product options. And so they certainly uh, have had longevity in the market as well. What does two extension developers partnering up look like? Is it, uh, is it to build something together or does it have to do with compatibility? Uh, first of all, it's about compatibility. And first of all, I would say it's about our customers and our users. And it's based on our strategy that user goes first. And basically, we understand that we are not able to build any, uh, every extension uh, on our market. Right, so you need to focus on something to make it really good. And basically, what we're trying to do to make sure that our users are able to pick up uh, among like larger variety of different products that suit their needs in the best way from one side, but still get guaranteed uh, compatibility. So basically, like uh, one of the aims of uh, our partnership with Mageworks was to make sure that users are able to get uh, extensions from different uh, vendors like Amnesty and Mageworks from the one place, like as going as they are going to be available from our store, uh, getting one support. So there is no brainer where you would like to uh, ask for, for, for help. You have just one interface. And what's more important, they are working together. So we have tested them together just to make sure they are working together. And usually uh, every product we're going to enlist in our website already has like compatibility options. So we're saying that we, are, we tested it with like at least Jet Team, with a pro player navigation, with one step checkout, and so on. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, at uh, at Jet Rails, our users get some different tools and uh, and benefits uh, outside of the proprietary things that our team provides. You know, we partner with Cloudflare and Sansec and Sakuri and you know AWS and DigitalOcean and all, all these different um, providers and companies and you know, our users come to us for support on any of it. We handle the configuration and optimization and, and maintenance and management and, and all, all those different things. But that has an impact on our, uh, you know, on our support team, on, um, you know, on how we uh, look at, at our solutions. Has partnering up in that way where you're bringing these products together, has that impacted um, your support cues or how you, how you charge for support? Uh, it's uh, also another part of our story. We were changing the mindset of the support in the industry. We'd like to make sure that support is going not with a single product, but it goes with with the company. So currently we started uh, like several subscription plans for our support. You can get just support for our products. You can get like support plus installation for our products, or you can get support plus installation plus configuration 
plus premium uh, in-message, in-chat contact. And basically, for sure, to make it possible, we're doing a lot of different activities in the support side, like to make sure we're able to cope with this uh, load. So we changed our support system. So now it easily uh, like to automate some parts of it to make sure that uh, no, there are no tickets, like no queries that we are missing, that we have proper uh, like, um, escalation points. And it works together to forecast for us um, capacity of our team. So we are working not just from tool-wise, but also from team-wise. We're trying to uh, develop our team to hire additional people to ex uh, extend our support time. I'm not sure if you remember, but for example, like a year ago, our support window was like twice shorter than now. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's interesting. I mean, uh, market shifts and, well, and I suppose sometimes these things have to do with demand that comes up, like end of life of Magenta One. Um, I know that we saw and have since seen a lot more movement of merchants upgrading to Magento 2. And so you get more people installing and configuring and dealing with whatever challenges along the way um, as they set up something new. Probably fewer tickets coming in from Magento 1 users who aren't changing their sites all that much at this point, at least on average. Uh, what does that look like for you? Is that, uh, has it been a little bit of of a, a roller coaster and different demand. Any surprises there? Uh, you know, this summer and the, the time when we've got uh, uh, deprecation of Magento One was a little bit unusual because everywhere uh, in the world it was uh, lockdown, like, and you are basically not able to detect what exactly impacted more this market. Uh, was it like? COVID or end of life for Magento 1. Basically, we are able to say that we've got like number of clients that were willing to buy more Magento 1 extensions just to make sure they have everything they need to proceed with current site. Because when there is lockdown where you don't have uh, stable, environment to change your platform, it's not so easy to prepare it, right? And you need to make sure you are able to cope with all challenges they're going to have for the next year with current platform. So we've seen a raise in demand uh, for Magento 1 extension. And we promised our users that we're going uh, to support them uh, as long as they're buying them. So. If we have demand, we're going to support them. And we already partnership, uh, we have a partnership with uh, uh, Mage One that uh, are doing uh, security patches for Magenta One. And yeah, we, we partnered with so them far. as well. We regu regularly in touch there um, for that very reason that we do know a lot of merchants that knew f f and a variety of reasons, right? You know, some it was more planned, others maybe a little bit less so, but they knew that they needed more runway on Magento 1. And in that situation, you need security patches. 
So, you know, Mage One has been a, a good source for that. I think we've got, you know, some users uh, in our network that are also using uh, Open Mage, but I'd say a lot of folks have, have signed on for Mage One, um, just being really a dedicated team providing those security patches, running a bug bounty program. Um, you know, that's been a, a pretty, I'll say, I think it's been really a, a net benefit to the community because there were a lot of, uh, you know, just a, a lot of folks that started worrying about what they were going to do um, in that crunch time. And I think that this really gave merchants an option. And, you know, that's <laughs> sometimes that's all that you can ask for. You know, you have a car, it's getting you to work, you, you wanted to keep running it. Um, you're really not looking forward to buying a new car right now. It's not a good time for that. Uh, and, you know, so when you get someone that says, yeah, we'll continue to maintain that for you, you know, we'll, we'll keep it um, roadworthy. Um, we not, might not be, um, you know, a- adding a lot of custom features to it, but we'll keep it roadworthy. Um, hey, you know, sometimes that's, that's what you need. Um, so I- I'm with you that I-, I think it's great that teams like yours are also, um, you know, just like ours, continuing to support with all the, the hosting security layers and such um, coming together around that. And I'm going to break in here for a second because I do have a few more really good questions lined up. But we, I did promise listeners that I was going to get you to uh, to do some damage here and give away some some stuff. <laughs> and, um, so, Sergey, what did you bring for us today? <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, we thought that probably, like, and we still think that probably it's a very uh, good thing to um, to introduce. It's two different options. The first one is going to be for new clients or someone that just start uh, starting their business with e-commerce and thinks uh, if we would like to go to some different platforms, for example, we are not sure how much money does it cost to start a website from scratch. That's why we propose several jetpacks. We have like performance jetpack where you're able to get our jet theme with uh, our full cash uh, uh, warmer and with um, our optimizer. So it's like performance pack. We have like navigation park, promotion pack, if I'm not mistaken. So there are several jetpacks where you're able to get several great extensions with uh, themes for your website. So you're getting everything you need to make a, a very soft launch. So we're going to propose 50% discount for any of jetpacks you're able to find in the, our website uh, based on uh, reference. Uh, and the uh, options that uh, Robert is going to announce soon, uh, how we're going to give away this present. And another present is going to be for our current existing customers that probably already have bought several extensions from Amasti, but we haven't seen them for a while. We propose uh, three months of free support for all your Amasti extensions you have. So also could be useful to understand if there is something what you would like to consult with our support team and uh, get some help. Awesome. So I'm going to think 
how about we ask our listeners if they're interested in in one of these um, post uh, something, uh, some a comment or repost uh, on social media. This episode will have uh, posts on li- uh, on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook on JetRails accounts. Uh, we'll make it easy for for you to find those. We're at JetRails uh, pretty much anywhere <laughs> you look, and uh, so maybe the most liked post. I like that. Yeah, the most liked comment or post. Uh, that, that references this, that you know, that references this uh, this special uh, offer from uh, from Amnesty from the Jet Rails podcast. That would be great. And Sergey, you know, I'm going to jump right back in with the questions because you know you were mentioning users that might have uh, new features um, or or things that you know that they're they're already using some of your extensions, but there are other things that they haven't yet. Are there any specific extensions that you think are particularly compelling new stuff that launched in the last year or two or that's just be, been growing in popularity because of how, you know, how e-commerce is evolving and uh, and the particular needs of users? I mean, obviously, things have shifted. We talk a lot about how you know, the users needed to offer curbside, you know, pickup or, or in-store pickup in ways that they might not have in the past. And um, all sorts of logistics changes and other things happening. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that strikes you as really uh, seeing an increased demand uh, in recent time? Uh, yeah, I believe we've seen the increase in demand uh, in shopping extensions uh, when uh, COVID started. And right now we're renovating some of our um, shipping extensions, uh, not, not shipping, shipping extensions. Yeah, everything that's related with shipping uh, was in high demand. Maybe because, uh, you know, like before it was not critical to have it. Probably it was just normal shop and the, it was just for their advertising part. So here we are, and nothing special. And you can uh, pick up your package at our uh, points, but probably all these lockdowns caused huge wave of different logistic issues, and people were looking for some resolution for it. And that's why, for example, we changed our release dates and uh, tried to release as soon as possible cancel order feature. Mm. Because you know, there are a lot of issues with different orders. And when you need somehow to aggregate from like admin part, all your orders and cancel them properly, it could be a real issue for you. And we try to help our merchants to make their business better, faster, to maintain with uh, load that comes with lockdown and we release this feature for them and we started to release other features that possibly would be more useful for them in this period probably they are not you know the best features in the industry not the the most popular but from our point the most useful for that specific time and now again uh, taking account that curb pickup curbside pickup is very uh, popular, we edit it uh, as well, and very soon it's going to appear. Uh, once uh, lockdown appeared, we've built an option 
to make any kind of delivery, for example, contactless delivery uh, based on our custom forms, if I'm not mistaken. So you're able to stop different settings for at your checkout and easily um, set up, for example, I would like to get this uh, package uh, without any contact. That makes uh, certainly makes sense to me and, and fits in, I guess, with, with some of my expectations of where the market is at. Uh, you know, you were also talking about giving users uh, some extra support window um, to be able to work more closely with your team for a period of time. What are the types of support issues that you see come up a lot? I imagine at first installation, it's a lot of configuration. Um, it's a, it's in some cases conflicts with something custom or something more unusual. And, you know, I'm going to ask a self-serving question. Do any of these uh, support issues sometimes have to do with the web hosting? I know that we don't run into a lot of that, but we provide more, more tailored uh, individually architected hosting. So we'll configure and optimize around something rather than, than typically have it go back to the extension developers. Uh, is it something, you know, are these things that your team runs into uh, with frequency? What is it that ties up the support queue or, or that users can really benefit from the support on? You know, uh, basically there are at least some groups so that I able to remember like uh, from the top of my head. The first group is like consulting. People are not sure if they need to buy this uh, product or that. They would like to get some more information. Some of them would like to pre-book a demo, for example. We have the option not just um, take a look at the product in our demo page, like in demo environment, how it works, but also to book time with our support team uh, to take a look at all possible like say configuration options or product features in action with help of our uh, support team so they are usually booking the time and checking if it works great or not if it sits out there and needs or not even before buying it some people uh, for example already bought the product but they booked the session just to make sure that they're confident enough to use it properly. Um, sometimes we're getting configuration questions. For example, uh, when you install in um, Optimizer, there are way a lot of space uh, like for configuration and for setting up it properly to make sure you're getting uh, as much as possible from your hosting, from your magenta, uh, and sometimes it could bring you some challenges. What should I set for this option? What should I set for that option? How to make sure that it works properly, uh, properly with my cache? How to make sure that like all my images uh, are properly uh, optimized and so on? And basically, we offer here configuration services that you're able like, to uh, to get with the product. Some people are trying to make it in their own and then asking for help. That's why we introduced this support subscription with configuration. So you are buying extensions, you have questions, 
you are able to pay once flat rate and understand that you have at least several hours of like supporting help with any extensions yeah. uh, you already bought for a telesite. Yeah. And I can see where I remember uh, one of my agency clients, uh, you know, back in the in the day, we used the Special Promotions Pro extension to allow them to run uh, different sales, uh, diff- different promotions. And that wasn't particularly unusual. We'd used that extension before, but they were more of a B2B business. And they really wanted to create a lot of very specialized cart rules that would uh, work together, and I spent a lot of time um, not only you know building out initial configurations to try to get it to do what they were doing, like with their phone orders. They had very particular rules that if you bought you know five or more of this item, ten or more of that item, uh, and and it had to be cross category. That if you bought from this category, that co- category, or that category, this product, that product, and that product. And in combination, if you bought in certain quantities, and it was it was very specific that we needed to meet those specific business rules, and so we installed the extension and told them, you know, here you go, here's the here's the guide, um, you know, if you have questions, let us know. Well, that that didn't go very long before I got called in. They all right, Robert, like you know, we don't know how to make this uh, how to make this do what we need to do. That there's a lot of different, um, and this was all admin. But there were a lot of different things happening and uh, no problem. And so I started building out some samples for them and then showed them what it was. And then they had a hard time recreating that. And so then I manually made them uh, a guide (laughs) step by step on what I was doing and how they could recreate it. I I created documentation for their specific use case. And then by the time that they were done adding all of these, there were so many unique rules across their thousands of products um, that these rules were all trying to load, um, you know, and check against the card in the checkout that it was slowing down the checkout. And these were sometimes pretty big carts because it was B2B. And now we needed to try to work on what could we do to speed up the, um, uh, the, the cart in the checkout process because of all the, the math that it <laughs> was trying to, to run um, to check against all, you know, d- does this rule apply? Does that rule apply? Um, and you know this is one where there were so many hours between myself and my team and um, you know my my coworkers and the client put in and that you know it becomes obvious that getting a little bit of support help can go uh, a long way from folks that really understand you know use case and have seen a lot of the the pros and cons in advance and might have even been able to advise in advance if you put if you create that many rules we see what you're trying to do that, you know, here are some of the challenges, here are our recommendations. Um, you know, sometimes that, that extra, uh, that extra set of eyes and, and, and ears is very helpful, but uh, I digress. It's just a trip down memory lane for me. <laughs> By the way, we've done great optimization of our one-step checkout last year. It was a huge pro- uh, project that took a lot of hours from our team, I don't know, uh, the first half of the year, but we introduced a new version of our one-step checkout that uh, is way faster than pre- previous ones. So we, it would cope. That might have helped uh, a little such, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> such kind of I problems. don't doubt it. Uh, <laughs> but this was years ago. And, you know, these were, it were they were simpler times. 
um, you know, we just needed a thousand different promotional, you know, uh, price rules working in the card. It was no big deal. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So, uh, before we, we wrap up, I, I think we've given our listeners, uh, you know, a, a lot to think about, about where, uh, Magento extensions as, uh, as the important component in the Magento ecosystem, where they are and where they're headed and, um, and what's going on and what challenges look like. Um, what extensions is your team currently working on? What's the future look like? Um, are you perceiving major changes in demand? I mean, I know that there are some things that are in flux because technology changes. Sometimes it's about regulations and, uh, and rules. Anything stand out to you that you're excited about? Uh, there are several extensions I would like to mention. Uh, already mentioned uh, uh, Custom Report Builder. That's going to, uh, to be released uh, very soon. Hopefully, maybe. I don't. I'm. Uh, I don't want to to guarantee something, but maybe by the I'll time put you on the spot. I, I I'm. I'm gonna <laughs> really. I expect it by a hard deadline. And <laughs> yeah. Somewhere, uh, like very close to the time when this um, podcast is going to be released, we are expecting to see uh, custom report builder. Um, Somewhere at the beginning of the next quarter, hopefully, maybe even earlier, I'm not sure, but somewhere there, you're going to see um, export-import biomasking. Currently, we have already export solution. We would like to develop it a little bit more and make it more advanced and add their import as well. So we are going to see full solution for export and import from MST, and we would like to work on it uh, all this year long. So it's going to be more and more sophisticated uh, with every release. What else? By the way, you can uh, uh, open our website and see the full product uh, list for this year in our product roadmap. So I'm 100% for transparency. That's why we have all our upcoming features there. Mm -hmm. So you can easily I, I, check it out. I don't think you need that up there. They just need to keep listening <laughs> to the podcast. That's really what this is all yeah, about. Yeah, definitely. It's also great. <laughs> uh, and by the way, there you are able also to comment if you would like to have this feature or not. Mm. Uh, so it's also, it could be a good feedback channel for us. Basically, we are listening to all feedback we are getting from our customers. And that's way. We've released very small but very high demanded product. It's called uh, custom button. Almost every uh, our client someday asked for custom button. I need just one button that I'm not able to find in Magenta anyway. I would like to get it. So we've done extensions, very small extension, but very useful. You can add any custom button you like. Uh, we're going to release. Uh, um, I would not have thought of needing a custom button as being, you know, a top to, but it makes sense that you see enough recurring demand, but I, I think you're onto something. So I'm, I'm just taking notes here and I think give the customers <laughs> what they want. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of different great things. So we are planning uh, to release, for example, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 
very soon uh, we're going to release very small product that is going to be very useful. It's uh, uh, it's called uh, URL writer, if I'm not mistaken. That makes sense. Usually, it's very simple function that admins sometimes need to do. And if you don't have useful interface and you know, like very simple option to make it, it takes time. So it's more to make sure that you're able to make your job properly with uh, as minimal time you need for it as possible. And for example, we are going to, to release analytic uh, products called Facebook Pixel. Mm-hmm. So it's also should be useful for our clients and many, many more, many updates, uh, many uh, products we are from our partnership. Uh, so it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Yes. Just uh, open our website and check uh, for updates. All right. So it sounds like still a lot of diversity. Um, I, I do appreciate because I think that for our listeners, it kind of gives an idea of what market demand looks like, what users' needs look like. And sometimes they're simplistic in some ways. I mean, maybe not technically, but, uh, you know, just in terms of what their ask is, it's a one sentence, pretty straightforward kind of a thing. I need this. Um, You know, the the work to make that happen is sometimes much more significant than than a non-developer would uh, be able to, uh, to piece together. But um, you know, <laughs> uh, it's nice when it's all packaged up and ready to go and, and you can buy it, install it, own it. Um, that's great. Well, Sergey, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for all of your time and joining today. Uh, we'll keep an eye out for people posting on social, mentioning, uh, something fun about this podcast episode and, uh, and, and tagging, uh, you know, with, with Amnesty and JetRails and we'll be sure to uh, to take care of those uh, those giveaways that you've offered so kindly. Um, and uh, any parting words as we wrap it up? Uh, it was my pleasure, Robert. Thanks for having me today. Um, I would be very glad to see you again and probably discuss an extension uh, of our partnership story of how it's going on with our jet team that is going to be more sophisticated with every release and for example maybe this week maybe when we're going to show this podcast to our listeners it's already going to be released it's a jet theme for enterprise commerce and probably even more and more uh, fascinating stories awesome well you know you can count on jet rails to be a great place to host uh, a site with that jet theme just because we have to <laughs> the name is there we don't really have a choice in that <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure it's you know fast and everything else that we do so well but should be pre-built yeah jet theme on jet rails hey uh, <laughs> we've done stranger things i like the sound of that well to our listeners as always thanks for tuning in stay safe stay healthy and happy selling out there Thanks for listening to the JetRails podcast. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We also post full videos of most episodes on the JetRails YouTube and Facebook channels. You can find links at jetrails.com forward slash podcast. Have questions about an episode? Is there a topic you'd like us to cover in the future? 
We're at JetRails on LinkedIn and Twitter. Do you want to sponsor this podcast? Sorry, but we're committed to ad-free listening. We are, however, always looking for guests that our listeners will benefit from. And don't forget to like the podcast on whatever platform you're tuning in from. It's a small ask, but it's a big help. We appreciate it. And more importantly, we appreciate you.